What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, the hype episode 322. And, you know, we made you guys wait a day, but I think, you know, it was in the cards, no pun intended, that they released the Series 1 design. So we're able to talk about that on this week's show rather than being the last to talk about it. But we've got tons of stuff to talk about. We've got LeBron. We've got NFL playoffs. We've got Wemby and a curtain, so lots of topics to digest. You're only getting me and Cody today, so we'll see how that works out. If you're a, f- a fan of C-Rad and a fan of Dan, you might want to tune out or just pretend tough that luck. they're here. Yeah, yeah tough luck. Uh, you can be, you can act like them at home now, you know, with uh, the, the hype uh, take-home board game. You can be all four. We should do that, actually. That's a good idea, actually. Like the hype board game? A hype board game, yeah. yeah who would you want to be? Yeah. There'll be freeways on there, the the <laughs> Niners, um, and and also the uh, Warriors as well. Uh, if you guys are getting into breaks, I got a nice offer for you guys that listen to this show, and it's a very limited coupon that only 50 of you are going to be able to use, so it'll go quick. It's a 15% off any of your breaks on mojobreak.com use code 15breaks 15 breaks to get you 15% off one time use so with Bowman Best being pre-sold which is going to be hot next week and with Prism still kind of running and Bowman Draft all that other stuff I would definitely load up on your breaks and use that discount code special for your hype for our hype listeners uh, to take advantage of there so let's get right into it 2024 MLB Tops flagship design is revealed. If you haven't seen it, go on uh, Tops' uh, Instagram, their their ex, uh, you know, Collectibles Guru, put it out there as well. And um, uh, Cody, initial thoughts when you've seen it. What was your initial reactions of the new design? My initial reaction was this is going to probably be divisive. Uh, it's something that I think there's a, like a familiarity with every design. And we were doing a little dissecting before we started recording here. And you can see the 04 design here, mostly the frame, the border. Uh, 1974 feels very similar to that. Usually they go by big anniversaries. I'd say 74 is the closest, but there's not really any design that this looks like. It feels like a brand new take on on the flagship design. Uh, Way more flashy than we're used to just the neon I, I think I even said to you like if they came out with a set that was like tops baseball Vegas that's what it feels yeah. like and we would all be like that's cool this is different but I think it being flagship is gonna get some I think it might get a little bit of a mixed reaction from folks I mean if I was gonna put my Dan hat on there he would say that he loves that there's the four borders there so um, I are. think that's a plus for collectors that care about that um, but yeah Vegas has actually been on my mind because I have been looking at prices for the Super Bowl knowing that you know when the Niners are gonna play there on February 11th you know I'll, I'll have it booked up so that's like kind of what looked at like to me uh, I don't want to say like a bar neon sign that comes to mind I know we're not going after that demographic necessarily it's it, it could be for the kids too but I do kind of see that in there um, they didn't take a lot of risks but yeah the neon sign I feel is 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 the neon team name I should say is is somewhat new looks like there's also a neon outline on the logo that lines into uh, the player's last name also a neon line that circles the position as well I think the plus here is we know Evan Carter is going to be in there I think we already Evan figured Carter, out yeah Ellie De La Cruz is going to be in there De La Cruz uh, we've been speculating Jason Dominguez as well. We didn't see that design. I do wonder, do they leave him out until the... I mean, it would be kind of silly to leave him out because he debuted last Is year. Is he going to play it all next year? 
halfway through the year. He's, so he's so maybe that's the decision. Is series two or update. Right? Yeah, they might wait till series two to give it a big push for somebody else to collect. But it, the other thing that pops out to me is this is going to look great in Chrome. Yes, this is going to really pop in Chrome, and maybe that's something that we can keep in mind going forward is that they're really keeping thinking about how will this look in the Chrome version? Because that's when it's all said and done. That's, that's the big, that's what we're all waiting for when it comes to tops baseball for me personally, I know everyone's still collecting and series one is still the, you know, as we say, it's the Coca-Cola, but uh, how it looks in Chrome is something I think they always are keeping in mind. Yeah. And it's always hard. You could even last year we had the, when it was revealed and they had the, the headshots and I was like, I don't see where the auto is going to go. I kind of see, I kind of saying that again. I mean, I guess it goes above oh, the I, name. I think it's going to, I, I could totally see it. I can see it. Ellie De La Cruz auto right there. And I think that's going to look real nice. So I, I, when it, when we see this in Chrome, I think anyone who was maybe not on board is going to, start to see the vision here. Uh, serious question though is the hobby still remember and collect Ellie de la Cruz at this point yeah he had a fall off in the second half he had a fall off in the second half there's no question about it he is basically like the the skill set everyone's been saying it it's not a it's 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 an old comparison now at this point even only a year in but O'Neill Cruz it's the same sort of like the same build the same position the same Wow, he's so tall, and he's playing shortstop, and he's throwing 100 miles per hour to first base. Like it's all very much the same skill set. And O'Neill Cruz was hurt last year. We kind of all he kind of fell off the radar. Uh, it'll be interesting to see with De La Cruz. It, it's he's still so young. There's still so much incredible raw talent. I I do wonder if he's the number one chase here. I think he probably is. Clearly, they're banking on him being yep. the number one chase here. Well, they held him out for that reason. I mean, we were. I don't know how many times during the year people were like, hey, you know, you guys are doing uh, finest. Uh, is Ellie De La Cruz in this? Like, nope. Is, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, Bowman Draft, uh, is Ellie De La Cruz got a rookie card? Nope. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Gilded, uh, you, you think they got Ellie De La Cruz? Nope. Yep. So they definitely held them out to make sure they had some ammo for 2024. Now that I'm looking at this, and I, I don't know if any Reds fans want to chime in on our hype Facebook group, I, I, uh, I encourage all of you guys to go there. This is a City Connect jersey. Um, it almost seems like they built the design around the Ellie De La Cruz card. Um, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is our main guy. We're going to build the design around him. But let's say Ellie De La Cruz goes on to have a historic you know, career 20 years in, and he's a Hall of Famer, and they never wear these jerseys again. Is that going to piss you off? You know, like he's not in a traditional not Reds classic, uniform. Which is such a classic look, too. It's one of the all-time classic looks in baseball. Uh, I don't know. Well, one, I really like these red. I was going to say, I can't hang on the dry. I like I, I, I like, I like them, them a lot. I actually, when I was in Cincinnati a few months ago, it was the one thing I'm like, I'm going to get that hat. I want to get that reds hat, the all black with the red stripe. I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There might be a little bit of a gripe, but one, it just look, it really does pop in that with that black border more so than even the other cards that we're seeing here. Some of the, the Kodai Senga and the, the Evan Carter that we put up there as examples. Uh, but I don't, I don't think people will mind. I think the color match itself is just going to be enough to. And I, you know, red and black, I can't hate on the colors. Um, on it's the almost like that would be like the Mojo break uniforms. If we had a baseball team, it's that actually would be yeah, the ones it would be, but put that, put an M there instead of a C. 
We're cooking there. Dude, I think with this, maybe we need that to try to order some custom custom Mojo Break red, red yeah. City Connect jerseys. That I don't be, know. That might be the outline right there. Now, for, does it say that. Cincinnati on the jersey? It, it says does. Cincy. Yeah. Oh, if it said reds, that'd be perfect. Yeah, but. I know. If it said red, yeah, we, we could have done it. But it's going to be a good rookie class. I think Evan Carter having that big postseason really did a lot of help because, yeah, yeah the, LA, the LA hype fell off quite a bit. He's still going to be your starting shortstop opening day, but the fact that they can at least say we got Evan Carter on our back pocket where he had a huge postseason, they won the World Series, that's going to be a huge change. I think that's that's like 1A one and 1B one and right there. Those are your two. Yeah, guys. and that's actually what the great, the best news I think about the set is, is seeing the Evan Carters, knowing he's going to be in this series, uh, helps, helps that uh, as far as having at least two people to chase. I mean, any speculation on any other rookies do you think we might get? Dominguez is the one that uh, we mentioned. It's the one that pops out that if he gets in there and just all of the – I mean, if he's in there, he you can make an argument he's the number one chase. Just with all of the hobby hype leading up to this, he had a great debut in his in his very brief time in the majors when he got called up in September. Unfortunately, got hurt. It needs Tommy John surgery, but sounds like even with the Juan Soto move, he's gonna have a spot in the starting in in the outfield once he's ready. Uh, yeah, that that to me would be the only guy who would really set it over the top. But there's a few other guys. What about Yamamoto? What about uh, Lee? There's that too. There's Yoshinobu Yamamoto. There's Jung-Hoo Lee. There's uh, Shota Imanaga. There's a lot, there's three huge. Uh, in fact, Yamamoto is probably the biggest of the J Japanese rookies in a long time, I would say. Yep. I know Masataki Yoshida last year, but he's what? He's around 30, 29, 30. And Senga, right? With Senga season. as well. Same thing, a little older. Yamamoto's coming in like a rookie. He is the age of these rookies. Same age. Uh, Jung Hoo Lee, same, same thing. You could say he's around the same age as a lot of these rookies. So that'll be very exciting as well. And you got to put a little bit of value on the first Dodger Otani cards as well. It they're going to have. Be, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they'll be in Series One. I, I would assume, and then maybe some other inserts in Series Two. Oh, there is going to be. You know what's funny is I, I a lot of Dodger fans always complain. Like for as many stars as we have, and I've seen this one where I'm ripping off the next line. As many stars as we have, we don't get any. Like they they never highlight us. Like we see Otani and Trout and Judge and Soto, but I don't see Betts and Freeman nearly as much, which I think is actually a kind of fair. Uh, that won't be the case this no, year. No, no, no. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, that it, will not be the case. Betts this and Freeman year. aren't as polarizing, I guess, as Otani and Trout were. Right? They uh, in, they in are sense. like they yeah they really pop out as like yeah they you know they're they're amazing players but they are I guess they were in that top ten rung but I guess the bottom of the top ten if you will but I that that uh, yeah like I said that's that's not going to be a problem this year. You're going to see some big Otani. There's going to be a lot of Otani. Yamamoto chases, Otani Betts chases, Yamamoto, you know, all that stuff is going to be insane. Yeah, for sure. So have um, have fun, I guess. Dr. So mid-February, I think we're getting a release on this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it usually comes out right before. Series one's always a, a, a special time for me because, you know, spring training's kind of pitchers and catchers are reporting a sense. Baseball's right around the corner and. Um, it really ushers in the the, the first uh, product of 2024, which I we may have some crossover 2023 still. I don't know because I think we still have Dynasty for sure. Stadium Club is what next week or two weeks from now. Yep, I Bowman's say. Best is next week. Yep. Uh, you know, I, there's there's some other ones I'm probably forgetting. I think there's at least uh, maybe five star. I don't remember seeing a 2023 five star. I don't, I don't remember seeing five. So I mean, if that's even on the calendar, um, but we'll we'll see uh, going forward as well. Um, this week in the hobby. 
Um, man, who cares about Steamboat Willie? Jesus Christ. I, I don't give. I love Disney, and I don't give an F about Steamboat Willie. It's, I can't believe how exhausting this is. I, I knew this was. So, again, anyone who is, is not as aware, Steamboat Willie is now in the public domain. Basically, you could do whatever the hell you want with the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey, Minnie, and all the different characters. And we are, what, 11 days as of this recording into 2024? And I'm sick of it. I, I, there's, there's a little part of me of like, maybe we made a mistake with these public domain rules because this is all, there has not been a single thing that has come out of this where I've gone, well, that's great. Maybe the gas card that, that we showed there, we, it's leaked into trading cards. That's the only thing where I've been like, that's kind of neat. I mean, f are we going to fast forward 70 years, you know, episode, uh, t uh, I don't know, 5,000 of the hype, and we're going to be like, the Tracy Ullman Simpsons is coming out right now, like yeah. public domain. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's let's like, get but the old drawing of Homer. You have to use the Tracy Ullman show version. You <laughs> cannot use the Matt Groening, the one, the, the one that debuted with uh, Santa's Little Helper, Christmas yeah. special. You can't use that version yet. Yeah, it's it's all. I'm already exhausted. Have you seen all the horror movies too that have come out that are that are coming out? I've seen a I've seen a few, it's yeah. Like, dude, like we did this last year with Winnie the Pooh too. Was Winnie the Pooh public domain? It was week? last year. Last the, year? the the original version, not the Disney version, which this is where it really gets it's murky, weird. Yeah, it gets weird. So the Disney version is still fine, but the original version of Winnie the Pooh went to public domain last year, and they did a horror movie with Winnie the Pooh. And guess what they're doing? There's literally three Mickey Mouse horror movies on deck for 2024. Can we like do something else with this? And that's kind of bad for kids. They're like, I, I, I was gonna go to Disneyland, but I saw mom and dad watching that movie, and Mickey's gonna stab me. Yeah, just let's get a little like I don't know. Let's get a little more creative. Uh, yeah, Leaf Leaf did a set. Gas did a set. Uh, Brian Gray did some sort of set with another company. I don't know. I I if you if you like it, knock yourself out. For me personally, there's there's so many officially licensed Disney sets that are really fun and cool to collect that I, I, I just wouldn't waste my time with this. I thing. mean, this is the equivalent of uh, Housewives running to get the Stanley Cup as soon as they were released. It's the equivalent of like, let's get this out <laughs> as fast as possible. Which, by the way, I look, by the way, I do, I, we talked about this off air yesterday. I hope in 2024. This is, you know, and I'm not trying to say let's let's stomp on one company, but I hope that Gas gets the same notoriety at least of Leaf because I think that their designs, all across the board, are I like their designs more. I think they're sharper. I think they and they're starting to get some big celebrity autographs. They had that cool Arnold Schwarzenegger set I think last year. You know, I swear I bought a Snoop Dogg card from them. Maybe it didn't go through, but I don't believe I received it. Okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they 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 do. I do like their designs. I'd like to have a card in hand to see it. But yeah, the, the images. I, I the, definitely the images on their website look great. They um, could be. It'd be cool to see them sort of take the reins as like the next celeb. Like where can you get cool pop culture cards? Yep. And I know Leaf has had. Uh, they kind of are the the only game in town, frankly, when it comes to doing that sort of stuff where, with a, with unique autographs. Well, now that I'm looking at this leaf card that you have here, um, isn't that the, As the, the the isn't that the like behind the, it, the, the Van Gogh Starry Night? But why would you combine the two? I don't know. I I look so I think the gas one is a piece of art that also entered public domain. This year, so, so the Van Gogh like, must be public okay. domain too. Then. I looked it up, and it, but it didn't enter this year. It's been long in there, so it's like, so why? 
So now we're taking two concepts that are public domain and combining them together. Again, yeah, but like at least the gas one, it's like they both enter the public domain right now. I'm like, okay, I see the connection there. It's weird, but I see it. Whereas the Starry Night one is like, you just took a very famous piece of art and literally photoshopped Mickey Mouse into it. It's very strange. Why, why do we have to have a famous, like, why do we have to combine the best of both worlds? No idea. Also, public domain, I'm assuming, only applies to fictional characters, not real life people? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, we can't, can't have, like, a, I, I can't print Victor Webanyama in 100 years, like, on cards? I don't think so, no. I don't think that's how then, I mean, Ruth would be eligible here soon, right? I mean, right, for public right. domain. I think, in, and I think too, it's, it's, I think it has to be 80 years since the original creator died. And it hasn't been for Walt Disney, but for the other creator, uh, it's been 80 years since. since uh, Oob Iwerks, I believe, uh, has been 80 years. Who since created Steamboat Willie? Yeah, who, oh. yeah, who co-created it, uh, Disney and, and Iwerks. So that's why it entered in. It's weird. It's confusing. And boy, I'd wish. The, you know what? If, the, if you're just going to make like cheesy, bad horror movies or stuff like these cards, I don't know. Almost a better use would just be like Steamboat Willie dry cleaning services. Like, who cares at that point? Just that, that would almost be a better use of the license. I know. I mean, and I know government officials are public domain no matter what. Sure. So you could print a shirt oh, of well, any yeah. of the presidents. Like, that's just free speech. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, like, I know when, like, Leaf has that um, uh, decision set and they have all the faces and all the names, that's, those are all public domain. Now, does that just stop at uh, 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 presidents or could you do, like, Police officers. I, I don't know how That's it works question. using the likeness and stuff like that. I think it really is only for like actual elected government officials what's the squiggly I'm line sure. that's in between this oh. <laughs> that's the the logo we were talking about that one yesterday uh mascot ah uh, mascot which interesting story we'll just bring it up briefly they've been kind of on the radar here for the last half year uh ezra klein formerly of collectible is now or leading, levine ezra levine ezra levine thank you uh is uh leading the charge there as the ceo of this new venture which essentially is going to be used now at shows uh, most notably at the Dallas Card Show and the Burbank Card Show coming up. I saw this on uh, Sports Collectors Daily that uh, they're going to be basically used as an inventory so people can just get the app or I think there might even be little kiosks where they can go up and say, okay, I'm looking for a uh, Michael Jordan uh, 86 Fleer. Who's got it? And you can yep. just get a list right there. Very helpful Maybe for shows. too, I'm yeah. assuming. I think it's really interesting for shows. It could be a really interesting way to navigate. And also, we were maybe connecting some dots about we know Fanatics is probably going to get put their foot in the door here for some big shows this year. What that is, we don't know. But yeah, I mean, I've heard rumors, nothing confirmed, that uh, some of these big level shows uh, that we may have mentioned here have been acquired by Fanatics. Like I said, I don't know. Like, I've heard this from a guy on the street corner, so I don't know if it's you know correct knowledge or not, but I wouldn't be surprised with them announcing that they are going to do shows if they would acquire some of the better run shows that have been successfully run for years and years and years uh, to kind of plug right into their scheme of what they're going to do. But I do like the modern side of this. I don't know how much accounting is going to be needed. Uh, you're going to have to put all of this in the hands of the dealers. We don't know if if a card sell. I, I mean, I'm just imagining I, I haven't we've done shows, not me personally, but Mojo Break has done shows. If that Jordan sells, is it going to be instantly taken off of the uh, list? Of I being think sold? that becomes so. the the 
the duty of the merchant at that point. Right. And when you got 10 people maybe trying to wheel and deal with you, you're not going to be able to like, okay, all right, you want the Jordan. All right. You want the, you know, you want the, the, the Brady I'm selling. Okay. All right, all right, you know, you're moving around. You're shaking. You're also watching to make sure nobody steals anything from you and uh, being able to deal with that kind of inventory. Also deal with cash and, you know, that seems like a big ask, but maybe they have some kind of technology that it scans it or, you know, um, something that makes it uh, so that's not available anymore. Or maybe it's just simply all of their stock at the beginning and it just stays there and you got to check with the dealer to see if they have it. Yeah, I think it's a great idea in theory uh, to make it easier for you to navigate the show. But also, uh, I'll play a little devil's advocate. Isn't the fun of going to a card show kind of stumbling on places and finding like, I, I don't know. I know, I know there's some people... I, I, there's some people who would say like, no, I know I want to know exactly where to go for exactly what I want, which is fair. But I think the fun of it too is like, you just walk around and wow, I would never Absolutely. have even been looking for this thing, but now it's totally piqued my interest. Yeah. I think it's catering to like, honestly, the, the big spenders, because like maybe you're looking for a 52 mantle nine and you're not going to, yeah. you're going to maybe find only one dealer in each show or probably none actually that are going to have said card. So Maybe you're just like, maybe you're in town, you're thinking about a show, and you only collect 52 mantles, and you see that maybe there's three of them there. I'm going to go look at them. So maybe that's what it's for. Oh, I, for sure. I, you know, I, but, yeah, I, I kind of like the spontaneity myself as well. Uh, or I guess if, you know, I, would, I can't see, like, somebody that has, like, 15,000 commons. They're not going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, not gonna, no. But there is those kind of people that could be useful. Like, that's why Burbank Cards is so successful with their online singles business is – you know, I've got, uh, you know, 1981 tops and I need card 205 and 207 to complete my set, right? Those are going to be like dollar cards, but, uh, you know, are you going to be able to find it that way? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to categorize it that way or not. Yeah, it's an issue. I, I like it. It'd be interesting to see how it does in these shows and if it's could make its really grand big debut at the national where it's going to get a really really big push maybe and maybe that's uh, maybe that's what the uh, testing grounds yeah, are for all leading up to it feels like for sure. So it, it appears that uh, Prism Basketball has hit the retail shelves. Uh, your targets, Walmart's, I believe, have, have some blasters. So the Victor Webb and Yama uh, rookie has came out. And, um, you know, uh, I think a lackluster photo is what uh, most people are, uh, you know, advocating on this one. It's If you look it up and you're watching the video, you'll see it here. But it is Victor Webb and Yama with a black curtain uh and not even a straightened black curtain, kind of a ruffled black curtain behind him on a court. And this is a photo shoot video, a photo shoot uh, shot. Um, I think early sales are like 200 for a base. Yeah, we were looking at like 150 to 200 for a base. Some of the there there are a couple of parallels out there and inserts are also floating. The insert bases are floating around the same price right now. I haven't seen a ton of parallels out there. You know what that that the card looks like? Actually, it looks like the cover of uh, of the Eminem show. That's what I'm looking. That's what I'm envisioning. Do you remember that where he's like standing? He's standing in front of the curtain. Oh, the red one. Yeah, he's standing yeah. in front of the curtain, and even the stage kind of looks the same. Like, ooh, just self. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I look. Is it gonna deter people from buying this card in droves? Absolutely not. It won't. I know people are upset about the way it looks. I don't like the way it looks, but. It's, it's still the only – it's still the number one uh, rookie card, I think, for collectors this year other than maybe some of the NT stuff if we get NT logomans of him and stuff like that. If you're just looking for that base rookie card that you want, it is still the one you're going to want of Wemben Yama. Uh, but 
yeah, would I have liked it if they had photoshopped it and had done like I think we saw examples like the Luca years, Zion, Anthony Edwards, where they clearly photoshopped them and just put the card background, which just looks cleaner, looks slicker. It does. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, this looks like a photo shoot. I mean, obviously, Webb and Yama is a exclusive athlete signer for Fanatics. Um, I don't know how Padidi had to acquire these photos if. You know, they let him uh, uh, if they were able to take photos or if they had to, like, purchase them from Getty. Uh, Chet Holmgren has a similar one last year that people were complaining about on his prism. Same kind of deal. So, I, you know, I, I don't know why there wasn't any photoshopping done. Same thing with the Chet. Got a black curtain. Uh, we've actually been to the rookie photo shoot in New York, and it's basically a – I think it was at the Knicks practice facility, which is very similar to, like, a high school basketball court. And they actually have it sectioned. They have a full court, and it's sectioned off into two stations. Obviously, you can take more photos that way because you split the full court into two, basically, shooting areas. And, uh, you know, the black curtain separates you from getting, uh, you know, said other rookie in the background from the shot. But, like I said, I don't know why they didn't Photoshop it. Interesting enough, we were just listening to the Kelsey Show, the New Heights podcast yesterday, and I don't know which episode it was in. I think it was a recent one. But Travis Kelsey had a 2013 Topps Chrome rookie where he's in an Under Armour shirt with his mouth open with a football in his hand. And he advocated that he absolutely hated the photo. Uh, terrible job. They don't know why. He doesn't know why they used the photo. Turns out it was at the Combine. Um, but for that one... Kelsey was, I don't know what, a fifth, sixth rounder. He was yeah. a late round pick. He was pick. not a rookie premier guy. Not a rookie premier guy. He did not go to the field and take photos of him in jerseys and stuff like that. So, uh, and and being at the time, Tops was probably like, well, we got to put this guy in the set. Getty, what's the cheapest photo? You know, and, and then this, that's what they used because they couldn't use a I couldn't use a Cincinnati Bearcats photo because they don't have the license for the collegiate at the right. time. So, interestingly enough, that was like a terrible photo. I think the Steph Curry rookie uh from tops and tops chrome versions of it are, is terrible because they were in the process of losing the license to panini during that year and they for some reason could not have a photo shoot so they had to use a headshot and photoshop out whatever was on his shirt james harden was that year as well yeah. uh, you could see those same photos so uh, yeah i mean it's, it's it's definitely odd i mean this guy obviously we knew he was going to be big and unlike the kelsey uh scenario uh, don't know why they used that photo, why they didn't decide to Photoshop it out. But, you know, here we are. Uh, probably won't affect the value of the black prism. We'll still go for a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. At the end of the day, it's it's it ain't going to change too much. It just it just stinks that now you're going on a second year of big rookies having less than appealing rookie cards here for the basketball collectors. Uh, you know, and, and hey, they're, they're basically doing like if you look at prism football, it's essentially the same thing. It's just a it's a nicer backdrop because you're on a football field. It's outdoors, but they're it's essentially the same idea. They're not doing. They're just taking the exact photo, not doing anything with it, and and just plastering. Yeah, plastering I mean, the being car. at the photo shoots, they make them do the football moves. Quarterbacks are throwing the ball. You know, running backs are running the ball. And, you know, try to get the receivers to catch the ball, and uh, you know, other positions that are out there usually don't have too many defensive players. But if they do, they're having them do stuff as well. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, see how, how, how these sales go for. I think people are still going to go crazy. I think oh, this yeah. is coming out in the next few weeks, yeah, so the, we'll see the hobby version really exploding. I, I Yeah, and it'll, it'll also be interesting because it feels like the last year for basketball has been kind of like, 
you know, failure to not only say failure to launch, there's been big rookies. Paolo was huge. And now that Chet's playing at a high level, that should improve last year's product run. But it has been it, it has been kind of lost in the mix here the last year or so. So would would love to see yeah basketball really get a jump start with uh, the, with the Wemby chase and and there's been other really nice rookies uh, in this year's set as well I know the Thompson twins are in there uh, the the young guy from uh, is it uh, Jaquez Jr. from Miami he's been a huge sensation there so mm-hmm. there's some guys who have broken out that uh, beyond Wemby but Wemby's also looking like the real deal too I mean and basically this this card comes out and Fanatics is like hold my beer um, basically. You know, with the LeBron news, which I'm sure you guys have heard it, follow hobby stuff. LeBron signs with Fanatics. Uh, there's an ad that comes out for uh, Fanatics under Bowman and Tops, and then uh, LeBron puts it out on his own uh, X as well, Twitter, and um, showcasing the Bowman Chrome uh, dual auto of himself and his son, uh, calling the Origins of Greatness. So, I mean, this is just the start to what could be for LeBron. You know, I saw Brian Gray tweet out. I want to get your opinion on this as well. Uh, Brian Gray was like, it is time to sell some of your upper deck LeBron James autos. Like, not rookies. Right. The, log- the logic being that now there's more in the market. There's oh, going to be sure. more in the market. So yeah. you, have a, you have a window. And I think specifically maybe your exquisites and your licensed Cavaliers stuff. You're not going to have any Lakers licensed autos. You're not going to have any Miami licensed autos that I can yeah, because it's all going to be Cavaliers prior to the agreement with Panini. I think those ones are kind of safe, the upper deck stuff, but like the upper deck collegiate, I think is going to be like the year that they had. I think it was like 11, 12, 13, where they put him out in the Irish St. Vincent, St. Mary with the auto. They had exquisite that year. They've had some other sets. I would really be concerned with some of those. If you're holding on to those, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe see. I mean, the market's not great right now, but maybe it's time to see it, it, to cash in. I mean, it is LeBron James at the end of the day. He is going to be the legend, arguably the greatest player of all time, next to Le- uh, Jordan as well. But you know, may- maybe if you're 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 speculating, it might be time to consider uh, moving him because I don't know if he's going to have more than the one auto in the Bowman Chrome U. It doesn't seem like that, at least at this point. Yeah, right now they seem to just be going with it's going to be him and Bronny in one card, which. I think is a good way to roll it out. I would be cool if they did sort of a Brady like, hey, I, that that might be a possibility. Honestly, having a first Bowman of of LeBron in his St. Vincent St. Mary jersey, then it would do well. I mean, we saw it with the Brady Bowmans in Bowman draft that there's a huge market for this and people are going to go crazy for this stuff. I think they could do that if they wanted to make it like only 50 copies or whatever it may be. Well, they were people were always trying to say like and put him in an Indians uniform or Guardians, I should say right. Indians back then because I think he was at a game in an Indians jersey. I mean, it would be an easy sell. You could do that. Obviously, they've already done the tops now with him and Mookie Betts. So, look, they are going to find a way. If they, if they like, I said it on a previous episode. If there's a picture of LeBron James wielding a lightsaber at Disneyland, they're throwing him in top Star Wars. Right, like it's just happening. Like this is this is our future here. Tom Brady, oh, he's uh, you know, again, same thing. Oh, he's throwing out, uh, he, he he's shooting a half court shot at the Celtics game or whatever. He's sitting courtside at the Celtics game. Uh, he's he, guess what? NBA tops Chrome. It's well, happening. I mean, and obviously we're gonna have to wait. Two, is it two more years now for the At license least. to come around? So, 
You're going to have probably more of these gimmicky things with LeBron for now. I mean, they'll be able to sell signed jerseys, signed memorabilia, all that stuff, I believe, I would think. Uh, you know, especially with uh, LeBron, um, you know, partnered up with um, Maverick Carter and, and Mitchell and Ness. I believe there's a Mitchell and Ness um, connection there as well. So, I mean, also you start thinking about the possibilities of a LeBron-Brady duel auto, right? Oh, yeah. You know, there's that. I don't know what where what set that lays into and you know there's someone there also who is working day and night on luring over michael jordan now where you could then throw all three of them on a card and you know and then again the possibilities just keep well who would you throw on there like say you had to make a quad of the four four greatest living athletes Ooh, that's a great question uh, I think what fanatics would like to do ideally. I think you have LeBron and Brady, but who LeBron are the other and two? Brady, and this is not saying they're the greatest. Well, one. Well, is so now you got Jordan. football. Okay, you actually probably would want. So if you want do, one from each sport, yeah. But do you throw a hockey guy on there? I mean, I'm saying you could do. It would have to be Gretzky, who is still. It has to down. be Gretzky. Yeah, it has to. Unless be. they make some deal with like, they work out a deal with like Sidney Crosby, where it's like now you're a, you're a fanatics exclusive. They could do that, and it wouldn't be a stretch. Yeah, I mean, I feel there. like Sidney Crosby's like Steph Curry right now, right? In, right. In that sport. He's in know? top five, top ten, but yeah. he, is he Gretzky level? No, not quite. Yeah, you could do that, but I think what they will probably try to do is throw Jeter on there. He's not – is he the greatest baseball player? No, but he's the most iconic of the modern era. And, of course, they would love to have Michael Jordan eventually. If you can get all four of them, that's massive. Now, we're going to be biased here. Uh I, I think they could throw, like, you could do a LeBron, Brady, Barry Bonds. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I'm being biased, but. Or just a a, a, like, a Brady Bonds on the Sarah High School. A Brady connection. and Bonds is like a slam dunk. That's like no question. Like that, That's that got to happen yesterday, feels like. And, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like the old guard at Tops, and I heard rumors before uh, uh, an employee left Tops that they had gotten Barry Bonds to be back in products. But this was a year and a half ago, so I don't know what they've done with those or if the plans have been put on hold. I would think Fanatics doesn't seem to care as much as maybe the old guard of tops worrying about the steroid era and stuff. I think we're past it now, where I think that it'll be okay to put him in sets. It'd be huge news. Because we've got Sammy Sosa in yeah. sets. It, w- it wouldn't be – it's not LeBron Brady level news, but like – if like a week before a big tops release, heck, if, you, if like a week before top series one, you get a hype ad with Barry Bonds and it's like, guess what? There's a couple of Barry Bonds autos scattered through this. That would be a huge selling point, I think, for a lot of collectors. There was a set and I wish that we could emulate this. It was I don't remember the year, but it was Upper Deck and it was when they didn't have any more licensing, but it was called All Time Greats and it was a basically a tin. And it had an outer thing, and you'd basically open it up, and it'd say Larry Bird or Michael Jordan on the tin. You wouldn't see the card yet. Hmm. So you'd open it up, and you'd be like, you know you're getting a Larry Bird auto or a Michael Jordan. I can only imagine if Fanatics can emulate this now that they have LeBron, now that they have Tom Brady. Brady. They have all the baseball guys. Like a big high-end set, maybe 30 people, the biggest names, like you know Trout maybe in there. Uh, you know, you, you, like Barry Bonds, you mentioned, you have a good mix. Yeah. yeah, Shohei. And then you just open it. Imagine for the breaks how that, because that was, this was just like, I think it was like 09 or 10. So it was just like in the cusp of break starting. And I remember we had a couple boxes. It was amazing. And this was without licensing. And there could have been a book card in there. I remember there was like one that had a like, um, 
it was Bird, but it also had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the other side, which wasn't announced on the cover. But like That's cool. they had dual autos in there, you know. Um, and then Sterling did that one year too. Maybe they do like a Sterling multi-sport. Hopefully, like you know, people are uh, tuning into that. But um, you know, where it's like Sterling, and then the era, and then it's you know, or it's like you know, nineteen sixties basketball, yeah. or like you know, it's like there's so many things you could do with that. It'd be fun. There's a ton of possibilities here with LeBron. I I hope, and even if it's a gimmicky set. I hope that they can capitalize on giving us some sort of 0304 tribute here before the basketball season ends. You kind of missed the boat with the 20th anniversary last year, but like there's still a little time here. You could still do it. I would love to see that. There was rumors that we heard a few months ago that they are going to produce some sort of basketball set, even if it's unlicensed. Right, because it's a 20-year now, right? 03, well, yeah, this kind of missed it a little bit. Yeah, you missed right? it a little bit, but if you still are like, it's 03, oh, it's 23-24, Topps Chrome Basketball, you could still capitalize on, oh, in the 03, 04 design. Or they're going to wait for the 25th year anniversary. They could do right? that. That would be also pretty, that'd be a cleaner way to do it. But also, even with no licenses, we now know LeBron and Wemby are exclusive to Fanatics. You could do some incredible stuff with – you could have their – you could just market it like it's the only place to get their autos right now. So this said dual auto is going to be in 2324 Bowman Chrome University, correct? Yes. Do we have um, – you know, I'm going on there now on the fly just to see if they do have a checklist. Now, I know Bronny does have autos by himself in the set. So as far as who else is in there? Caitlin I, Clark, right? It, it, yeah, there. see, I have no clue other than – But it's not her – it wouldn't be her – Wouldn't be a first, no, though. Uh, 2023, let me see if I could bring this up on the fly. Uh, yeah. We have 23 – oh, yep, there it is. 23-24, Bowman Chrome University basketball. Not a great – crop of young players Bronny James uh, so if I look at the short print variations that is probably uh, what they're uh, going for uh, the bigger name so you got Bronny James Justin Edwards DJ Wagner Isaiah Collier Stefan Castle Cody Williams Caitlin Clark uh, Paige Bukers and Angel Reese so you're you're oh, gonna you, get Angel Reese. You got Angel Reese. Um, that's a short print variation. Let me see if I can go to the audio uh, autos. Um, and Angel Reese should be a first because she was not featured in the last one. So right. That'll be probably her and Bronny will be the two big chases. Yeah, it's not a this this year's NBA draft class is, is uh, Omaha Omaha, Omaha Bilu has a first Bowman. I know he's a he's a fairly yeah. big name. Um, DJ Wagner, I keep hearing that name out of Kentucky. So you got some of the bigger. I mean. What March Madness coming around too, and Mar, uh, uh, you know, no. some of these names might be bigger than just Bronny. Yeah, yeah it'll it'll, it'll there'll be a couple guys. We got a couple months from that, obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah. So really, what you're looking for is Bronny and Braun out of the gate. If you're a casual, now if you're a big, you know, college guy, there's a decent amount of players from Kentucky, Duke, LSU, Gonzaga, Michigan State. So, so from from that checklist. It sounds like they need to do a Brady Bowman draft thing here for LeBron to to really get a big selling point. No offense to these to these guys, and again, the Angel Reese and Bronny chase is 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 really solid. But uh, you gotta, I think, adding the LeBron thing, adding some more LeBron, and not like over and you know doing too much of it. Literally, what they did with Bowman draft with Brady, I think, would spice. Yeah, and up I'm looking bit. right now. Yep, there is only so I'm assuming this is the set footsteps. And it's LeBron and Bronny. 
Yeah. I'm assuming that's the card. Yep, that is the card. So it's, it's only footsteps. one. That's the only card LeBron's going to be featured in right wow. now. That's crazy. Um, but I believe this comes out fairly soon. soon. Yeah. yeah, I want to say it's in the next couple of weeks, uh, that one coming out, which, of course, we'll be repping it. We'll be chasing LeBron. Uh, also, before we get off this topic, and I, we, I keep bringing up Michael Jordan, and if it's like, oh, what does Michael Jordan want to do with any of this? I have a conspiracy theory about the college football national championship game Monday night. Great game. Jim Harbaugh, finally champion. Yep. Saying, Props to saying goofy. Who's got it better than us? Oh, man. I, 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 that's the most. And he I still have, says it, right? They still say it. Yeah. They keep asking at the end of every interview of like, it makes me laugh, but then a single tear comes down my mm. face because then I, the, the memories start flooding back of Frank Gore. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but in that game, in a suite, you had Stephen A. Smith. You had Derek Jeter. You had Travis Scott. And he had Michael Jordan. There was no Michael Rubin to be found, but Jeter and Travis Scott alone. I'm like, that piques my interest being in this hobby. Those are uh, that's a fanatics crew right there. That's that's two of Michael Rubin's boys right there. Stephen A. Smith was in there. I don't think Jason Whitlock was in there. No, he was no. <laughs> Jason Whitlock did not, not get the in invite. There. Not in the building. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was calling him things that Austin Powers would would be calling him. You know, anyway. Uh, so my speculation, and again, it's not like Michael Jordan needs to be sold on anything. The man's doing fine. But also, he's also not going to turn down a chance. Uh, he sees it. He's a smart businessman. He probably is seeing the up. Like, he's probably like, what's going on with that upper deck thing? Like, when they come back at him and they're like, I see all these other companies being I think it's right gonna take I see Tom lot, Brady doing I, things. I think it's going to take a lot of money. because It will. I mean, from what I've heard from people that have been in and around upper deck, especially in their heyday, was that Michael would show up one day out of the year, only wanted to sign about 100 things, and he only wanted to deal with who he wanted to deal with on his time. Like, And I think if – especially Panini would have him sign more. Maybe Fanatics you know, obviously caters to him, but, I mean, he he's not going to sign a million autos for him, mm -hmm. I don't think. And also, we got to remember, didn't he just make one point four billion dollars on the sale of yeah. the uh, or partial of the the the, the, the Hornets too? So, the, you know, maybe he's like, ah, you know, I'm happy with upper deck, whatever. I don't know. We don't know. But Michael Jordan is is definitely uh, Michael Jordan. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Even if he hears like, Le it might be a situation. Where he's like, well, LeBron's over there now. Cool. Well, I'm gonna stay with upper deck. I'm the only one here now. You know, yeah. I'm getting my own thing. It could be. And it, and the fact that, you know, you still have Wayne Gretzky. You still have Serena Williams over there. You still have Tiger Woods over there. Like, there's still massive names over there that have not made the leap. And Maybe some, things change, though, with Tiger. With the, We saw he, the Nike deal's over. Yep. Things are changing. Things are changing. I mean, and some may say, well, then just buy Upper Deck. But what I've also heard is that these contracts don't go with the sale. Right. It's exclusive to that ownership level, to who you dealt with. So you basically buy Upper Deck. Yeah, you get their likeness and you get the sets and you get all that stuff, but you have to then renegotiate with said players. So it doesn't come with it. So, right. uh, yeah, you'd and be able to basically take them out from making Michael Jordan cards, but Michael Jordan might be like, eh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And this. I'm assuming that also is like you got to then deal with the NHL. You've got to deal with Marvel. You've got to deal with all these other things that I'm sure they would love to do, but, you know, that's that's going to be it. Right, and they're probably like, hey, let's get basketball and football in-house in first and, and see how that, you know, shakes yeah, out. Exactly. And 
then maybe think about taking over hockey, which you, you know, fanatics, I don't think would be a big ass because they already do make the jerseys. They they literally make the jerseys. They're the only company other than Nike that's making pro sport jerseys, I believe. So they, they are the only, the NHL, I believe is the only league that is, it's a fanatics jersey. It's not Nike. It's not Jordan's not anything. It is fanatics brand. So that yeah. might be actually might be the, the easiest way. The, the easiest sell of all these things would be that one. Yeah. So check it out. It looks like it's coming out the 17th for Bowman Chrome um, right. basketball. It looks like there will be a hobby and a delight version. So uh, check us out on Fanatics Live for that. And, uh, you know, MojoBreak.com, of course, as, lo- as well as Bowman's Best comes out the same day. And you're talking about uh, a pretty good checklist with Bowman's Best. You got. You know, you've got Jackson Holiday, you've got Max Clark, you got Wyatt Langford, you've got um, rookies of Corbin Carroll. I mean, it's a, four autos a box. It looks like it's going to be a pretty uh, solid, solid Can't product. Wait. And absolute football. It's a big week uh, next week, Jeez. next week for releases. So as long as they all stick as as of this point. And once, once again, a reminder, guys, use that code. Um, load up on these breaks. Fifteen breaks. One five breaks. So you're gonna get fifteen percent off anything on the website at mojobreak.com. All right, let's uh, let's talk some football. Yeah, let's talk some football. NFL playoff preview, breakout players and stars to watch. Um, interesting enough, the NFL has the first three games are all AFC, and the next three games are all NFC. That's funny how that worked. They didn't out. mix them. Yeah. By the way, Doug, isn't this nice for a change? We can be as biased oh, as I know. we want. I know. With no pushback. I know, exactly. We can just I be like, it. I mean, clearly, the Niners are rolling through Everybody. the NFC. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, AFC might be a challenge, but you know what? Facing the Ravens again, you, you got two weeks to prepare. You already had that. You, you put that game at the back burner. So, obviously, there's nothing else to say other than 49ers, the quest for six. It's done. It's happening. Oh, yeah. It's already, you know, I uh, I talked to Joe. And he's already said, I'm coming out to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Because the other game doesn't even matter. It's just no. going to be a win. Uh, but, you know, NFC Championship, uh, you know, you're going to have to see who we play next week. You know, Green Bay. I mean, obviously, the Rams, they're scrubs. But they do present a pretty big challenge being an interdivision. It'll be the most uh, inter- interdivision one. team. Uh, you know, Kyron Williams is a guy to watch in that Detroit Lions game with the Detroit Lions uh, matching up with the Lions, uh, with the Rams and uh, the, that Lions defense pretty good against Kyron Williams, who's having a fantastic year, which if you're looking at 2022 yeah. products, I know everybody's like Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy. Just Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams is in there as well. I can't imagine his stuff is super pricey too, right? It's now, gone up right? a little bit. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah, he what? Finished third in the league in rushing. Yep. Huge breakout. And there. had like four games he didn't play. Right. So yeah, he's very impressive. Uh, that might be if you're looking for like, hey, if I, if there's any guy guys I can buy low on going into the playoffs, right, right. feels like the easiest pick. Which, like you said, might mean that his stuff is going up a little bit right now. But nobody like else jumps out as like an. There's obvious. the bland guy from uh, who's also 2022. Yes, who broke the record for most pick sixes in a season. Correct? That's right. That's right. So I noticed that his card. I heard a, a little bit of chatter about his cards on um, people trying to buy his cards. But I mean, once again, defense doesn't sell as much. But you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if he has a big pick six in this. Uh, Cowboys are uh, playing the Packers, so yeah, it's all about the quarterbacks. And frankly, of this quarterback group in terms of the hobby, I mean, there's guys who are just locked in: Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm throwing Brock Purdy in there. I feel like no matter what happens here, I don't think yeah, stuff could go down. But I think he's kind of locked into that. Like, you know what's crazy? Not, too? His, his floor is pretty locked in. Like, it's not going to go super low. You know what's crazy is I saw like the experience, the playoff experience amongst all the quarterbacks in the playoffs, and and Brock has two games. There's a lot of guys that have zero. And right? none. So, 
It's like he's like a veteran now. Well, yeah, because Romero Tua wasn't playing last right. year. He Tua was didn't. hurt last year, so he's got none. He was hurt. Uh, C.J. Stroud doesn't have Nothing. any. Um, I mean, Dak has some. Mahomes has. I think Mahomes had the most second, and then Flacco. And Flacco would be second, of course. Mason Rudolph, zero. Flacco? I, I, I haven't looked at Flacco cards. That seems like, come on, like, it seems silly, but I don't know. If you're thinking about, it, like but maybe. you know, uh, that Texans game, Texans Browns. I mean, that's. Like, I think it's the most intriguing matchup. I think that's a coin flip game to me. I, I think that's a, that is a game where whoever wins that game, I do not want to face that team. Yeah. Doesn't matter which team wins, I don't want to face the winner of that game. I think the Browns. You know, and Hobby's not going to like this, but I think the Browns win. I because I just you know you, you see it with pros that get in the league, their first playoff games. It's big lights, strong lights, big game. It's C.J. Stroud's first game. It's D'Amico Ryan's first game. Um, probably the Browns coach first game too, right? But like right. you know, I just think that <clears throat> Flacco is going to be cool, calm, and collect. He's won a Super Bowl. This is no big thing for him. Obviously, he's not that crazy dynamic he didn't have a job for the entire year but you know i don't know i just think the texas make a few mistakes i think the browns capitalize that on defense it defense for cleveland is so it's, it's insane it's so good and what well they were in what two years ago with stefanski i want to say with baker when they went when i think they won 11 games the first time and that's a defense that was really good back then now there's even better there's more talent there there's a couple of years of experience and they kind of got a chip on their shoulder where i think a lot of people i me frankly i kind of had them as the fourth third or fourth team in that division so they're a scary team i think they uh, could you imagine if watson was playing going against the texans too right well hell i mean flacco is kind of uh, chubb and frankly flacco is certain kind of posed the question of like do we need a guy like Deshaun Watson? I mean, we literally got Joe Flacco off the street, and we're doing this. Like, that's incredible. And losing uh, Chubb and you know one of the one of the right. top five it, uh, running backs in the league. It's insane that this to the the year this team has had, despite all. It's very injuries. Browns fashion though, with a pulling an old core. I mean, it's like it's almost like it's Vinny Testaverde out there. Honestly, it's yeah, like that's right. we were rolling out Vinny Testaverde. He's forty nine years old, and he's out there running, 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 but it's Joe Flacco. Awesome. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take care of business with the the Dolphins are leaking some oil. I think uh, yeah, apparently the coldest game in playoff history. Oh, then it's over. Yeah, then City. it's over. Yeah. Kansas City is gonna win. It's My question to you is: Mike McDaniel is still gonna have the ankle showing? Ooh, no, he can't. I mean, if he does, man, that's impressive. I mean, he grew up in Denver. So he's used to the cold a little bit, I, you know. Maybe maybe being in Miami has kind of warmed him up, but I think he I think he might. A lot of chatter saying that the Cowboys are the team that could possibly beat the Niners with the way they've been playing lately. Uh, Dak Dak is considered he's he's moved up but into they, the ranks, of but they MVP won't though. because the NFC Championship game would have to go through Santa Clara, yeah, and yeah. we've seen the Cowboys on the road versus at home. They're different teams. They are different. They are teams. a completely different team. I think they'll be fine this weekend, but. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't see that happening. Steelers Bills feels like Bills are an easy pick. Also, God, the NFL would be like as much as they lo- like the Steelers are a premier franchise. No TJ Watt and Mason Rudolph as your cute. Some QB. said that TJ Watt was practicing. I don't know. He's if that practicing, was- but it's it's like it's go it's gonna go down to the wire. That's what it sounds like. I mean, it's and, and, and the Steelers are playing the Bills. Bills. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't. But the, yeah. bill, the Bills are wishy washy too. They're wishy washy, but they're going in with a head of steam. And it's in Buffalo. Yeah, so. I, I think the one game. Yeah, it's you. You mentioned. I think well, really two games that really popped to me are the Packers, Cowboys, and the Rams, Lions, where Packers really go in full like again full head of steam. Jordan loves looking amazing right now. 
and that I dude, think if they beat issues? the Cowboys, get oh, ready for God. Jordan Love card prices for that week, dude. It's yep. gonna be insane. Jordan Love stuff is already way up. Um, this, uh, which if that happens, did somebody pick Jordan Love for our? Uh, oh, I it was uh, we had we had uh, Stephanie Mama breaks on that week where we were all picking who should be the guy. Yep. She picked Jordan Love. Who did you pick? I picked Tua. So so. By the end talk, of the year. I don't want to talk about yeah, we don't. Need- I gave love to a guy I trashed. <laughs> I felt so bad trashing him for and, so long. And Dan's out here. Dan picked Aaron Rodgers, which yeah, yeah. That yeah. I mean, that was done after week one. So that one's a little. Yeah, Stephanie, man, she she really. She, I think she won. Her. Yeah, yeah, I think so. No matter what happens this week, unless Tua can pull off an upset. True. That'd true. be the only thing, maybe that that that. She went out. I mean, I went on the longest limb, but she went out more on a limb than you did on that one. I yeah. think. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, for me, I kind of, I kind of wish that the uh, the Packers uh, just you know beat the Cowboys, which probably won't happen. But then I won't have to watch that Lions Rams game, figuring out if we're going to play the Lions or Rams. Yeah, it would make it a lot. I easier mean, the Rams, I should say, because we won't. Well, if the Lions win, then we will play the Bucks or the Eagles. Yeah, we yeah the Niners play the winner of the Eagles Bucks game, which if the if fun. all the top seeds win and goes to that game. Yeah, I'm frankly fine with that. It's if if it comes down to one of those two teams. Would rather not play the Eagles a second time, though. No, I'd rather not. I know. Yeah, and I, I do wonder. Oh, and the Buccaneers a second time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder where uh, Jalen Hurts' value on the card market goes if they get knocked down the first round. Does it just start to? Pl- I mean, I, I'd have to look up some recent sales, but I would imagine his stuff might start really taking yeah. a hard hit. Yeah. I mean, it took a while for him to be at the same level. As some of his peers. In the well, draft. then we're just looking at the uh, we've praised the 2020 rookie class and it's right. non-existent. I mean, I guess maybe Jordan Love would be. Well, uh, well Burrow hurt. Well, let's just say, yeah, let's just say yeah, Burrow and Herbert. Gone. Burrow and Herbert. Yeah. Not, so then you not got playing. Tua gets knocked out by the Chiefs. Hurts gets knocked out by the Bucks, and you got Jordan Love knocked out by the Cowboys. Now you have no representation. Yeah. You actually don't have anybody from. Uh, you wouldn't have anybody from 19. You wouldn't have anybody from no 20. From 20. You'd have no one from 2021 except for Trey Lance, but, I mean, come on. No, yeah, yeah. yeah you, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Count. And you'd only have Purdy. Purdy. And, yeah, yeah. And maybe you're betting on Stroud, too. That's it. Yeah, jeez. It's a lot of it's it's funny. It's it's I feel like in the last couple of years, it has really been. Wow. We always go into the playoffs. Man, it's great for the hobby. Look at all these great young quarterbacks. This is the first year where you're like, if things don't shake right in the first round, we could be looking at it's all going to be the vets. Yeah. It's all going to be the vets. And it's, you know, young. It, it's funny to say that about Mahomes now. But, yeah, he's getting near there. Allen, Lamar, all those guys. Yeah, you got the 18. 18's looking pretty good. You even can throw Baker Mayfield in the conversation now. It's, you got yeah. three guys from the 18 class. God, um, Baker. That's... And you got, uh, you got Mahomes and McCaffrey from the 17 class. And yeah. then. Then you got to go back to what? Oh, not, um, oh, not, oh eight or oh nine Dak for Stafford. And Jared Goff, and, I was going to say. Oh, 16. 16. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's crazy. Right. Stafford and, and Flacco, the old the old men of the group. Yeah, this is this is the, the most veteran heavy. I mean, it, it's good from the NFL perspective, from just a fan perspective. It's guys we've seen for a long time, guys who have had success in the league for a long time. It's, it's great for the narratives. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of what we're doing here, we want to see the young guys succeed. And uh, well, they, they let's take a look at this. Um, Browns got uh, Flacco, first rounder. Uh, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Texans, Stroud, first rounder. Uh, Tua was first rounder. He was a first rounder. Uh, Mahomes, first rounder. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph, but that's kind of eh. yeah. Mason Rudolph. I think was a third rounder. Boy, by the way, Kenny Pickett 
was was a healthy scratch? Yeah. Uh, or was a backup now? No, he said he did not want to back up Mason Rudolph that game. So. He came out, though, and was like that. I don't know where that came out of. That's I, I never I yeah, never said that. He learned the hard way. Yeah. Uh, Bill Josh Allen, first rounder. Uh, you got uh, Love, a first rounder, right? Love, a first was rounder. Was he a late first rounder or a second rounder? Dak was a third rounder, though. Yeah, he was third. And then you've got uh, Stafford, first rounder. Yep. And uh, golf first round, first overall. Actually, those first are both overall. first overall picks, first right? Overall. And then Hertz was a sl- early second. second. Mayfield first rounder, Lamar first rounder. Yep. And then or per- maybe early second for Lamar or late first. I can't remember. And then Purdy seventh round. Yeah. And then Purdy the final pick. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Nuts. Crazy. What do you think about that? Yeah. Pretty pretty nuts. There are still a lot of good rookies here. If we'll we'll just shift gears to just the biggest. Who, which rookie could make the biggest playoff impact here? There are still a lot of interesting rookies, and I actually think the guy that's the most obvious, I mean, C.J. Stroud is the guy I think that most in the hobby are rooting for, but to me, the guy who's got the chance to make the biggest impact is Puka Nakua. Yeah. It's, and let me say something first. The Rams suck, but I think, <laughs> I have to say that first, I think Puka should be rookie of the year. I will stand on that hill. I will die on that hill because he broke the rookie wide receiver record that was in place from like the 60s. He did. I mean, C.J. Stroud, incredible year, yes. And in a normal year, I think C.J. Stroud should get it, and I think he will get it. I, I don't think they're going to give it to Puka. Um, I don't know what it is about Rams receivers. You know, you have uh, Cooper Cup winning the Triple Crown, doesn't get MVP. You've got uh, Puka Dakua now, who will probably not win Rookie of the Year, even though I feel like he should. Well, it's it speaks to a guy throwing the football, the old Wiley vet. Yeah. Matt Stafford's still doing it. Yeah. The fact that Matt Stafford – Made a late push where I know the Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything, but I think it's impressive that the three the, the three Pro Bowl QBs, what was it? It was brought for the NFC. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and Matthew Stafford. Yep. Not Jalen Hurts, not some of the other young. And it's, speaking it's of that, um, I, was it the – there was a uh, – you know, they have the Pro Bowl, of, of course, but then they just had the – they just came out with the all-pro list, I think voted by the players. Is that There's correct? a players all-pro list. And they had Travis Kelsey as the yeah, tight end. no sense. When you have Kittle with the most yards and the second most touchdowns it out of all tight ends in the league. It makes no sense. It's like, well, Swifties voting on this? Like, I mean, This is where, look, the players know football. I, I'm not going to say I don't. I know football better than the players. But, right. But when it it's comes to like white. season to season, the, these sorts of things, like who are the best you've seen, they're not watching the games. They're, they're watching film. They're not, but they're not like they're Sunday watching every single game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would even be probably okay with the putting Sam Laporta ahead of right, Kelsey. Right. Not over Kittle, but like, you know, I, I, and Kittle does so much more. I mean, Kelsey is a better receiver, but like what Kittle does on the block and also got a thousand right. yards this year and had X amount of touchdowns. Uh, first team in history to have a tight end, two receivers, and a running back over a thousand yards. That's, that's where it's crazy. just it is the name value, it's the notoriety. Well, I know this guy, I know what he does for that team, and uh, yeah, it's a leader. yeah. But if, if you're thinking of the pecking order from the casuals, the people that aren't involved in this every day, it's got to be Kelsey Kittle, right? Easily, Kelsey. There's and nobody Kittle. else. Yeah, they're the two guys, and there's no one else. Now, again, you said it though, like Sam Laporta, another rookie, made a huge impact this year. Don't know if he's playing Sunday or this weekend. Mm. He's uh, got a hamstring injury. Yeah, just like him and TJ, like just like TJ Watt too. If this was a regular season injury, probably would not be playing. It's severe enough, but uh, I think the game to watch is the Lions game because you've got Gibbs here on this photo as well. 
one of them's going to win. So, I mean, if you're betting on one of these two, I think you could, uh, you know, you, you could pick both of them because I think I, I feel like Stroud could very easily lose and, and Devon A-Chain. It's Mostert's team right now. I mean, A-Chain had like the most yards on average, I think, uh, on that uh, in the league. Uh, he didn't have that many carries, but I think he was averaging like eight yards a carry, but he had a couple big, big, big runs that skewed that. But yeah. like, I think he wound up like seven or 800 yards. Uh, Mostert had 20 touchdowns, I think, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think, the, I, I think the Dolphins lose, honestly. Sorry, Dolphins fans. And I think the, uh, I think the, te- I think the Browns beat the Texans. I do too. Uh, that obviously would be the most exciting. There's so many great rookies on that team with Stroud, Will Anderson. I know Tank Dell's out, but uh, I, the Lions to me are as as good a rookie class uh, in football that any team has. Like right. it is a very yeah, exciting crop of rookies, and most of them on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I think that 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 would be very very exciting to see them go far. Uh, would a what what let's cap it with what would be the most exciting i mean obviously you know we're biased so we're gonna say the niners would be the most exciting super bowl matchup but the one where you're like let's take if the niners aren't there what's the super bowl matchup you'd be like i would i can't wait to watch that game i would love to watch that game man i'm gonna throw um, it out there i already want if detroit was in yeah i, was I would say be that. so that, hyped up be like good for them yeah because they're the, the franchise 30 years to win their division there's four teams in your division right. you can't win one out of 30 years it's insane so they, they they're in there uh, my cousin's alliance fan went through a lot of heartache and and um I, I think jared goff you know got kind of the raw end of the deal there obviously i think the rams made the right decision i mean but the lions made a great decision too because of all the draft capital they got out of all that deal and and and, and, and basically not skipping a beat to actually getting better without stafford there so it was a it, it, it was good for both franchises uh i obviously i would like to see as much as it pains me to see it i'm including the niners in this one but I want to see Niners and Chiefs, and I want to see Mahomes get beat because of what happened. A little, in a little revenge, a little revenge. Um, the Ravens, it would feel almost like that's not the Ravens team they faced a few years ago. That is the Chiefs team they faced yes. a few years ago. Yeah, minus Tyreek Hill, and and there's a whole lot of guys on the Niners side of the ball who are still there as well. So yeah, you're right. That would be the most satisfying uh, of that. I, I mean, Lions Browns sounds it kind of like that almost a, sounds yeah. like a joke. But it would be – I think that would be incredibly compelling. Two franchises, two fan bases that have had suffered. nothing. Suffered. And then six. Now, the minutes. game is in Houston because they're the, the division winner, right? So not uh, Yes, the, the Browns and Texans will be in Houston. Yeah, because the Ravens are the winner of that division. Yeah, Brown, yeah exactly. Uh, I got a couple more things before we leave real quick. Uh, you know, I, I can't see if I pulled I, – I know the, the, the two black 101s, the finite 101 of Stroud was pulled. And you don't have autos this year, if you if you were wondering. There's no there's no prism autos of Stroud, and the Shimmer one one was pulled as well from first off the line. I can't see not selling it this week. Yeah, I you got the high. Hmm. I, I think time and time again, people bake in Super Bowl wins, and you've got Trevor Lawrence right now. You invested heavily in Trevor Lawrence. You know he. You had that. You had that Chargers game last year where they came back and won, and then they got knocked out after that. And you're like, "This is the year they're going to go to the, at least the championship game." They didn't make the playoffs, so you know that is the you know the 2021 classes. Man, it's bad. But like Stroud right now, possible rookie of the year, probably the favorite, the betting favorite, and right now having a home playoff game. If you pulled one of those cards, I think it would be. Unless you're a Texans fan and you don't care, you don't want to sell it, you're just collecting. 
But to cash in right now on any of the Stroud hype, I think, is on Prism because it's probably going to be the biggest set of the year. I think you got to sell and maybe buy later if you believe them. I'm not mad if you sell right now. And I'm also not mad if you want to hold on to it because I think even with a loss here, I don't think it does that yeah. much to the value of the card. And I could. this is also a team that no matter what happens this week, they completely defied the odds. Like that's a that, again, they the number what number two pick going into the draft last year. Yep, and they did this two um, and three. They traded down right. to get Will Anderson. Right, uh, and you can make the argument of all these huge hype QBs we've had the last few years, um, other than maybe Brock Purdy stepping in and then leading that leading the charge all the way to the NFC Championship game, like Joe Burrow didn't go to the playoffs or just imagine if the Panthers picked right. Stroud instead of right. Bryce Young too. Right. Now, that would have been a better situation for Bryce Young. We'll be sitting in the playoffs. I don't know. Right. Um, Bryce Young looked really bad. I mean, there's a lot of hope for him. Um, but, yeah. You then, can make the argument that maybe this is, like, the closest comparison in recent years. Mac Jones, in his rookie year, leading the Patriots to the playoffs. The difference here being, Stroud statistically is f has flown past Mac Jones easily. Yep. There's not a single game that... Mac Jones had that compares no. to like the top five games. And that, honestly, besides Purdy, you go back to maybe Trevor Lawrence, you know, and then, you know, then you get to the 2020, like it's, it's literally Stroud and Purdy with the most hope right now out of the last uh, three yeah. years, I think. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to sell that card, I would totally understand if, if you want to hang on. And frankly, that's going to be a franchise that probably has enough money to play around with. I don't know what the salary gets. And D'Amico's job's uh, secure for a yeah, while. They've got a good defense. They've got good receivers. They're going to build. Who would not want to play on that team? If they had the option and they and they can fit them into the budget in the salary cap, who doesn't want to go to Houston right now? Frankly, that's as, as that is as attractive a destination this offseason. So if they build a franchise, they build a really competitive roster around him next year in an AFC South that is still totally up for grabs, then I, I, you could make an argument that his value will go up by training camp. But yep. yeah. It's, and one last thing I wanted to say before we let you guys go, I actually just watched because, um, you know, Pete Carroll just retired and uh, or well, left, bye -bye. left the Seahawks. I think he retired, right? I don't know if he's. I don't really know what's going on there. He's going to be part of the organization, but I don't know if he got like. He, he is like 72, right? Yeah. 70 ish. Him, Saban, Belichick, they're all around the same age. This isn't like it's funny how. People are like, oh, my gosh, Nick Saban's retiring. And it's like, what other profession in the world would we be like absolutely shocked that a 72-year-old like Shanahan retired this year, we would be like, <laughs> sure. or McVay. Yeah. This is the yeah. only profession where it's like, oh, he's 72 and he's retiring? What? Man, he wants to enjoy like, the rest yeah, of man. his time. Exactly. Let him live. Let him enjoy. It's a grind. But like, I actually saw, I don't know when it happened, but it was a Shannon Sharp interview with Marshawn Lynch, and he was talking about, you know, you mentioned Frank Gore earlier and the Ravens, you know, and we didn't run the ball. And obviously the other Super Bowl you think of is when, uh, you know, Russell Wilson threw that pick at the two-yard line, didn't give the, the ball to Marshawn. So Marshawn talked about it on the Shannon Sharp uh, podcast, and he said he saw Russell Wilson take off his helmet, and he ran. He said he immediately ran over, took his helmet off, ran to Pete Carroll, and went, <laughs> and then ran in the tunnel. And he said as he's running in the tunnel, he runs into Lenny Kravitz, and he's like, oh, wow, it's Lenny Kravitz. And he's like, and Lenny Kravitz is like, aren't you supposed to play? He's all, it's over, man. Damn. Like, I don't know what Lenny Kravitz was doing. Apparently not watching the game. No. But, like, uh, you know, he yeah, wasn't clearly. sure that the game was over. And, uh, yeah, he was just like – he just said he, he just 
just hysterically laugh that that was the play call, I guess. So, um, you know, that and then another memory came up of uh, DK Metcalf, apparently in his draft day interview, Mm -hmm. came in with his shirt off. And Pete Carroll took his shirt off and saw (laughs) saw DK Metcalf. (laughs) So, no, some good memories there. Good memories of That's kind of a. That's kind of a you know, I'm going to miss the the battles uh, as a as a yes. niner. To, to, they got the best of us for about eight or nine years, and uh, recently we've you know with their depleted team, they, that, we, we, I, we've we've gotten the wins. This on. point was brought up on a, on another podcast, so this is not that's not an original thought, but I think it's worth sharing that the one thing I will miss, and it's like there's a part of me I'm like, oh thank God I don't have to deal with Pete Carroll and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick anymore. It's over, but it's nice to have teams. Coaches, players that are fun to hate. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's gone now. Yeah. Those three guys being gone. Those are three. If, I mean, maybe Pete Carroll less so for uh, outside fans, but especially for Niner fans. There was, a, I mean, it, the Seahawks Niners at the peak was that rivalry. Nothing could beat I that. Feel especially like the, with Harbaugh there, too. And there's that built in rivalry from yeah. Stanford and USC. Like, it was unbeatable for a few years. And I and I almost feel like I, you know, switch sports, I, you know, like how the Giants, you know, we had that run. I feel like that's how the Seahawks are now. They're like, well, we beat you guys. Like, you know, like that's how we're saying to like the Dodgers. And so I'm like, well, we won all those championships. Like, we're, we suck now. But like, hey, you remember that like three yeah. or four years ago? That's kind of how I feel like the Seahawks. Like, they're competing, but they still they're not it. what they were. Yeah. And, and frankly, Seahawks fans will still hold it over our heads. Like, how many Super Bowls you got since uh, 1995? Oh, right. how, how many we got? How many appearances we got? Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they can still hold it against against Niner fans, and hopefully not for long. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. We appreciate you guys. Sorry we were one day late, but, you know, we got the news on the flagship for that, uh, for this podcast. And we'll be back with a full staff next week, probably some more news with all the releases. So check out mojobreak.com for all these upcoming breaks. We're already pre-selling Bowman's Best. We're already starting to pre-sell some Bowman Chrome University. So hop on there, get your spots, and we'll see you guys next week on The Hype. Peace. 